Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, we're back after a couple weeks. We're going to talk about Hodges, a little preview of AHL action, and a special final segment. All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Wednesday. I'm your host, J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade and for those of you regular listeners, it's been a couple weeks since we've had a show. And for those of you that follow me on Twitter, you probably saw why. I will talk about that on the final segment of today's podcast. Uh, just a quick reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. And the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. So there was, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about this. Originally, this was going to be on Monday, but we had a ton of technical difficulties occur on Monday, so that show just simply didn't go out. And I mean, I'm I'm going to peel back the curtain here. I mean, I I don't care. I'm going to peel back the curtain. We've been having some issues with megaphone and all this other stuff. Like we've been having some issues on both sides. So we were just simply having today's show. And also today is the first game between the Ontario Reign and your San Diego Goals. And I will apologize for the lack of Ducks content over the next few days, but we're going to go full-time into Goals content after today. And the reason I say after today is because I, I have to talk about this. And I actually have this written down. I must talk about the newest e-bug in the NHL. And this was such a feel-good story that I feel bad that I kind of missed this live. But when I was eventually reading the Twitter and seeing what happened, I was like, oh, like I missed all this. I missed the whole Tom Hodges thing that happened Friday against Dallas Stars. This is a truly amazing story that I, I have to talk about this because you've got someone that's coming all the way from Shrewsbury, UK. He said an incredible story, and I had I actually went back and read like several articles, and the one thing that still gets to me is that he lost sight in his left eye at 12 years old. This is so reminiscent of, I, I know I shouldn't compare these two, but this is so reminiscent of another terrific hockey player that wound up being a historical hockey player. And that's Willie O'Ree. So, yes, yes, I'm comparing Tom Hodges to Willie O'Ree. Yes, I, I'm fully aware of this. The only reason I'm comparing those two is because they both similarly have lost vision at some point. Willie O'Ree, he lost part of his vision, and yet he still played in the National Hockey League decades ago. Tom Hodges, he partially lost his vision, and he got to live out his wildest dream by backing up John Gibson and Anthony Stolarz for the Anaheim Ducks. So what happened was John Gibson got hurt during the early part of the game, so Anthony Stolarz came in. And when it was revealed that neither of them could come back, and I know that that normally would be cause for concern for Ducks fans, but it's the final game of the season. They'll have time to recover. They'll both be back next season. So they're they're fine. They have months. But because neither of them could come back, then we got into the situation. Well, what's going to happen now? In comes Tom Hodges, the e-bug, the e-bug folks who came in on the third period of the game. 
and they didn't even have a nameplate ready for Tom Hodges. They couldn't even have time to get a nameplate on the jersey. So in he went wearing number 68 for the Anaheim Ducks. And by the way, here's a little bit of weird research. This is the first time in 13 years that an NHL player went into a game without a nameplate. Yeah, can you imagine that? Because I know that's typically an NHL league-mandated rule that you must go into a game, you must have your number, you must have a nameplate. Only a handful of times in the history of the NHL since there was that mandatory rule of having nameplates all across the jerseys, it's only happened a handful of times that this doesn't happen. So that's a little weird jersey history in and of itself. So in he goes, wearing number 68, no nameplate, he entered right at the start of the third period with the game tied 2-2. Two to two. And he made some saves. He made some pretty decent saves. He did allow that goal from Jason Robertson, which ended up being the game-winning goal. And it helped Dallas win the game. But this is the first time that we had an e-bug entered the game in an NHL arena since David Ayers. David Ayers famously number 90 of the Carolina Hurricanes, more famously being a Zamboni driver who works for their minor league affiliate. I, I'm I'm not going to go there. But yeah, the Zamboni driver that wound up beating the Toronto Maple Leafs and causing certain Maple Leafs fans to go berserk. Even before that, the time before that, we had an e-bug, Scott Foster of the Chicago Blackhawks. The time before that, and that took place in March of 2018. So you had Scott Foster, who's an accountant. You had David Ayers, who's a Zamboni driver, who works for their minor league affiliate. And then you have Tom Hodges, who sells life insurance. And if you didn't watch the post-game interview, I love that someone did ask him, what do you do? He says, I I sell life insurance. So if anyone here, (laughs) he actually tried to sell life insurance during the post-game presser. I thought that was just immediately endearing. And if you're a Ducks fan, if you're a hockey fan, how can you not love the guy? And this is what I'm expecting for next season. I expect, expect at least one or two Ducks fans to come next season <laughs> with number 68 on there and no nameplate. Because if you're going to do it legit... Wear number 68, no nameplate, but the real fans will know that that's Tom Hodges. We will know for real. All right, we're going to head into an intermission, but first let's talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need, whether you drive a Toyota, whether you drive a Chevy, whether you drive a Rolls Royce. Rock Auto has all the parts for you. They've been family-owned and operated for over two decades. So why pay full price for car parts when you could pay half or less than half at rockauto.com. And in the how did you hear about us box, tell them that Locked on Ducks sent you. Once again, that's rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. And this is also brought to you by Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar ever. And folks, if you haven't tried their Built Puffs yet, you've got to do it because summer is coming and you need some food on the go. You need some kind of protein bar to help you work out during the summer maybe you're going to go to the beach i mean this is locked on anaheim ducks maybe you're going to the oc beaches and you want a little bit of a pick-me-up maybe you need a little bit of a just a protein boost 
to help you run through those beaches, then why not try Built Bars? Because they're healthy, they're delicious, they only have about 140 calories on average, and you also have the Built Puffs. My favorite is the Churro Puff by far. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, so I'm going to continue talking about e-bugs because it is fun. Oh, oh, by the way, there's another e-bug that I wrote down and I forgot to mention this. George Alvis, who was also an e-bug for the Carolina Hurricanes. He played for seven seconds. People forget this one. Alvis played for 7.6 seconds for the Carolina Hurricanes as an e-bug. And that was it. So those are the last three e-bugs that we've had in the NHL. Alvis, and then you have Foster, Ayers, and now add Tom Hodges to that list. Unfortunately, Hodges didn't get the one for the Anaheim Ducks. But hey, you know what, Ducks fans? Don't fret. Because of that loss, because of the loss, Dallas is playing Calgary. And more importantly for Ducks fans, because of the loss, they got leapfrogged by the San Jose Sharks. Which means the Anaheim Ducks now have the 10th best odds to land the number one pick in this year's NHL draft. So, hey, you know what? You never know. Maybe that's the hockey gods somewhere laughing and saying, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, we're going to help you out a little bit. Yeah, ho- hockey gods definitely helping out there. So, I mean, I could talk a lot more about Hodges, but this is a days old story. And there's plenty out there. Um, the quotes that he has out there, there's a great story by Eric Stevens. If you guys don't have The Athletic, you guys should check it out. Talking about Tom Hodges selling insurance on the post game, facing the stars. Um, one of my favorite quotes that I loved from the press conference, and it's saying, quote, I, I love what I do. I love being able to help people and make sure there's somebody looking out for them or a safety net there. <laughs> God forbid something happens. I think I'd really like to do this for the rest of my life, whether that be as a corporate job or just keep being an agent like I am. End quote. And, you know, he's he loves his day job. I mean, he's going to keep doing it. As far as the hockey's concerned, here's what he said. Quote, it's a memory that's never going to fade. Just the sheer emotions alone would last a lifetime. The nerves. Just being so excited. I can't even begin to describe how I'm feeling right now. I think I'm probably still processing it a little bit. Just ecstatic about the opportunity I've been given. End quote. So, yeah, the the hockey gods definitely, you know, were on his side. And when he talked about his blindness, uh, he did talk about that after the game. He was playing for Bantam. He was playing Bantam-level uh, team. If This was out in Plano, Texas. And that's when it happened, apparently. That's when he got a puck, you know, to the face. And here's what he said about that. I don't even know if a shot off the head had anything to do with it. I just went home. I've been through a bunch of specialists. Nobody can seem to figure out exactly what it is. It's okay. I'm not upset about it. So he wound up playing at Plano. He played a little bit of junior, like not quite junior hockey, but quasi junior hockey he was part of the Dallas Penguins 18AA team he did play a game he played a game six years ago 
with the Allen Americans of the ECHL. That was the last game he played. And now he got this opportunity with the Anaheim Ducks. But hey, you know what? Props to him. All the props in the world to Tom Hodges for coming in to that difficult situation and doing whatever he can to help out the Anaheim Ducks. And I love that he was the third star of the game. And the entire Ducks team, as soon as he came into the locker room, they were spraying him with water bottles. They they were just so proud of the kid. And you could see the crowd at the end of the game when he was announced as a third star. The crowd was cheering for him. The Dallas Stars crowd was cheering for this kid. So great story. Great to see that happen. I, I loved watching it. And before we head into the second admission, just one more note that I want to bring up because, you know, we are going to go into full goals coverage. And I have to mention this. Olin Zellweger. Olin Zellweger, who I have talked about on this show, a much heralded draft pick for the Anaheim Ducks and someone who I I personally liked watching him skate down in Irvine during the rookie camp and during the open practice and during last season's rookie showcase in Arizona. Just the clips of seeing that kid just skate circles around everybody. Oh, and by the way, another kind of off reason why I love Olin Zellweger, we share a birthday. <laughs> he was born on September 10th, and so was I. And another favorite player of mine, also born on September 10th, by the way, Troy Vetchkin. Yep, Troy Terry. Olin Zellweger, yours truly, all born on September 10th. One of the best days of the year by far. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Olin Zellweger, that could that could wind up being one of the steals of the draft. I still don't know how he wound up in the second round, but thank God that he did. He will make his professional debut tonight at Toyota Arena wearing number 23 for the San Diego Goals as they take on the Ontario Reign in a best of three series. All right, folks, we are going to head to a short intermission, and it's going to be a big one. So make sure you stick around. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, this segment will take up the majority of the podcast, and it could get a bit emotional for me. So I apologize in advance for that. We'll be back with our normal podcast tomorrow as we transition to full-time goals coverage for their playoff run. So no more ducks for now. I've talked about some sad topics on this show over the years. And there were times where I'd feel somber over the topic at hand, whether it be the pandemic or the unfortunate cardiac event that happened with Jay Bowmeister a couple years ago. But this... This is probably the most difficult because whenever I would prepare for a show or write for a show, Daisy the dog would be right behind me on the couch on her spot with her little Ontario rain blanket nestled right under her. Those of you who frequently listen into the show would hear some faint barking in the background, or if I'm not feeling like editing, I would just simply leave that in. Many of you wouldn't necessarily know it, But she was an integral part of the show because there are times where I'd get stuck and not know what to talk about. 
Ever since the start of the pandemic, she would be in the background of some videos and even make cameo appearances in some colleagues' videos. Most recently, she pawed at me while I was making Frozen 4 predictions and wanted to be in the video because, as she would say, hey, what, what are you doing? I want to cuddle with my boy. That's Daisy talking. I first met Daisy in 2008 when my sister brought her home for the first time. She was actually found in a dumpster of all places with her brothers and sisters. There were some initial growing pains, as there typically is with a new puppy, including one incident where she decided to um, leave her mark in my old room. After that, it was all cuddles and kisses from there. Daisy immediately became part of the family, and she was with me when I was going through college. She took part in my sister's movies, and we made plenty of videos with her. I also realized early on that Daisy loved her sports. I would take her to minor league baseball games when each local team would have their dog days at the park. She got to meet plenty of major leaguers, including Yasiel Puig, Julio Urias, and a very friendly Dan Heron, who went up to pet Daisy. It got to a point where she would start wagging her tail and get all excited when I even mentioned the phrase, Hey, Daisy, do you want to go to a baseball game? She was also a highly intelligent dog, and I realized that early on when I would try a couple advanced tricks with her, and these are some pretty good tricks too. Knowing this, I asked myself how far I could take this. We started toying around with some tougher tricks like, you know, like having her weave through my legs, and then it got tougher, like having her jump on my back while I'm down on all fours and sitting f and her sitting flat on my back. That trick was a showstopper. Our most advanced trick, and this took a while, was having her bark a certain number of times whenever a color-coded sign would flash in front of her. Yes, I did read an article on this where dogs recognize some colors or some shades. That particular trick took lots of hard work and a lot of patience, but it paid off as we won awards because of it. In fact, she took home a whopping seven trophies from San Bernardino County, including four in the best trick category. Those trophies now reside next to her ashes, but I always remembered how proud she was to win each of those. We went on a plethora of adventures, including dog restaurants, countless dog parks, and hiking trails. She climbed mountains with me. We even went up the vaunted Mount Baldy Trail, where she made it all the way to the ski hut at over 8,000 feet. She loved playing in the snow while also looking for critters hiding out in the bushes. She even got to attend a classical music concert down in San Diego by the pier. Yes, seriously, a dog at a classical music concert. And she loved it because that's what I would frequently play for her as we depart into dreamland every night. She would position herself on the bed and I would either have the classic arts showcase on in the background while I worked on the show, or I'd put on KUSC, the classical music station, to sleep. It became our ritual to do that, and it was especially calming for her when she began getting sick over a year ago. She began developing some health problems around late 2020, and that's when we found out that Daisy had been diagnosed with Cushing's disease. The vet stated that most dogs with Cushing's live about a year or two after their diagnosis, 
and there was medication to help curb the effects. Daisy still happily went on with her business and gave us the same love and affection as before because dogs give that level of love and loyalty for free. The one thing the pandemic gave me was the opportunity to spend as much time with Daisy as possible, and I'm very thankful for that. We did a lot during the pandemic. She got on the show. I actually had her on a couple of my ad reads as well, and this was all because of the pandemic. Now, when the pandemic was starting to really take shape, I had to go back to work sometimes, and she would get a little bit sad, a little bit mopey, She would wait by the door and give me this look as if to say, why are you leaving? But she was always there when I came back. The best part of life is loving someone and you try to do it unconditionally because even if you know that there is the unavoidable pain coming when that loved one crosses over the rainbow bridge. Well, when I knew that time was coming, I looked right at Daisy and simply told her, Thank you for being the best girl. It was a tough moment, but I was grateful to be by her side all the way to the end. When I got home from a long night of hockey, I would go up to Daisy to say hi. And a few minutes later, she would come scratching at the door so she could take her rightful place on that couch behind me. And we'd cuddle for a bit before hammering out a show. Now I don't get to do that. And this is, in fact, the first show where I'm on my own. The pain is immense, but I am so grateful for the time I had with her. As Maggie's song goes, I can tell you right now that a dog has a soul. And Daisy's soul will forever live on as long as I'm around. So be free, Daisy. Run with the heart of a rebel child. Be just as free as you are wild. Thank you so much for listening. I'm J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the afternoon. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and hug your pets extra tight tonight, and ducks and daisy fly together.